Hello, 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 and welcome to the Friday night, the Mackham Football Show, as hosted by me, Anthony Mackham. On the call today, we have Davla, Paul Wilson from RWA, and Jacob, aka Yorkshire Mackham. Hello, hello, hello. We're live. Oh, so. We've been having some good chats just before the stream started, and uh, there's there's a lot we can go through today. <laughs> surprise, surprise, considering... Uh, oh, hello, Dov. I'll dab for you. Um, considering... It's an elbow cough. <laughs> it's, an el it's an elbow cough. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> have you got a face mask for that? Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, good, good weekend. I think we're going to start it in a different order today, though. Um, we are going to go through transfers because there's been a lot of news over the last couple of days for Sunland. It's been nothing for about 25 days and then all of a sudden we've had three come in with potential more. I think our expert on this is Paul. So, so. <laughs> Have I got the insight? You've got, you've got the insight. You're, you, you've got the tweets and every profile that's possibly whispering about Sunland. <laughs> On refresh every five minutes. <laughs> I say I've got a text message of um, Chris. Quick, someone in Sunderland oh, no. sneezed. Get it up. <laughs> oh, I thought, was that not you sneezing, dog, with that emote? Uh, right. Um, yeah, so transfers. We've had in confirmed official Sunderland Twitter posts and everything for Equar. Uh, that was on Wednesday? Monday. Monday, it's been that what that's all news now. Uh, we'll, we'll just not bother. <laughs> uh, we've had Lahadji from Leon yesterday, and we had who, what was the I, I've just yeah, yeah I, I've just got his nickname, I haven't got his actual name saved to memory banks yet. Cotton Eye Joe, oh, come on, we've got to start a chant around that, surely. Where did you come from? Where did you go? <laughs> I don't have it's Joe Gelhart or something like that. I, I don't know. Is yeah, it is. Yeah, so any strikers though? <sighs> Joe is a striker, right? Yep, so we yeah. have got Joe Mama, Joe Mama. <laughs> Leeds bloke. Uh, yeah, the Leeds bloke is officially confirmed as a Sunderland player. Was I think all of these signings as well are full, not loanees, so they're full Sunderland players for at least three to four years unless yeah. unless uh, uh, yeah unless gelhart is alone until the end of the season oh that's bullshit not allowing that not allowing that <laughs> like we'll i said to league, he won't stay with us mate he's going to go to a premier league club and if he gets us up to the premier league i think he might sign on with us full term because leads happen same with diallo same with Amad diallo uh, isn't it? Yeah, but Amad Diallo is that Amad Diallo is just a, a wonder. I don't think he can get recalled now because he's played that many, um, that many games for us, right? Oh my God! Oh, and also whilst we are live on YouTube, uh, the Arsenal Aston Arsenal Man City game Man City. Um, for the FA Cup fourth round is happening in the background. So if you hear your dog, just go. Oh my God! 
Or somebody's just been tackled and, yeah, brutal. So we'll keep an eye on the FA Cup game because um, we are going to be playing Fulham tomorrow in the FA Cup. <sighs> in the middle of the championship table is, like, the bottom of the Premier League. There's, like, three points within, like, 15 places. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the, the league table at the minute for the, the championship is insane. I've got it just yeah. on display here. My reaction to what Dav just said. Oh my god. That's my reaction to what Dav just said about the championship. <laughs> oh, all right there, Jacob. Mate. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm going to quickly try and wrap up the conversation around transfers, but I think it can go on for a quite a while. So we've made three signings in three areas of the pitch, which I think is where we needed them. Are there any more transfers, any more rumours that you're aware of? I'm mainly looking at Paul and um, Jacob here. Because Tom doesn't give a shit about someone. That you're aware of that we need to be keeping an eye on. Uh... Ellis Sims on a Instagram fan account, whether he comes or not, but it'd be good to see him back. But if he don't, then just gonna have to put up with it. And because the players we've got at the minute who we've signed are good players, so you know, what the end of the world if he don't come back, Sims? Do I've got a little bit of concern if we do keep up if we sign more and more and more people in this window. Um, it's telling me that Tony Mowbray doesn't have enough confidence in the current starting 11 but it's also good that we've signed the first two of those three players that have come in the window um on long-term contracts that they are invested in the project they've all mentioned the sunland project um (laughs) as a good thing and a good indicator for uh talent coming into the club so uh you said ellis sims anybody else paul that you're aware of um, well, what I've seen, we are—I'm not sure how close, but we are closing in uh, on a player from Nottingham Forest uh, oh. to come in. It's not Sam uh, Sam Sturridge, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean he's, he he got he got them uh, he's got them a fair few points in the Premier League this season. Let's put it that way. I dare say they're not even going to entertain any offers unless it's. Like direct replacements for somebody who's better. So, um, who might it be? Another academy player that's not getting in, or somebody that's on the way out from the first team? I think it's one of the academy players. I think. I'm I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. Seeing seeing that though, if Middlesbrough go up this season and they wanted to get rid of some of their academy players, would you be like next season? Would you be interested in entertaining academy players that they were happy with when they were at the Championship, but not at the Premier League, which is essentially what we're doing with Notting- that Nottingham Forest player, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with that. You'd be happy with yeah. that. So you'd think, he, well, he's he's definitely Championship quality. This um, this youth at the academy. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Does it also? Um, with recruitment from our academy, put you on a little bit of a what the hell's happening at our lower levels right now. Keisha, hello, welcome along. Deal, hello, hello, hello. Ah, Keisha. Uh, 
don't worry. Uh, <laughs> I'm just glad you got here in the first place. Um, yeah, so no, there's, there's those two rumours, Nottingham Forest player and Ellis Sims coming back. So that's two more players from the Premier League. They, well, Ellis Sims is clearly a striker, so we're still looking for a striker. Where's this uh, youth player? Where, what's his position that year? I'm not sure exactly uh, what position he is, but um, I've seen it uh, on a website somewhere that we're close to. But to be honest, um, like I said to Brad, um, and I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if we got... Um, because uh, Phil Smith from the Sun Deco reckons that um, there could be a sign and, you know, like we might get, say, like on deadline day that, mm -hmm. you know, hasn't even been linked with a football club. Really? That's Because yeah, you, never, you never know that the way our club is. They might, you know, they might surprise us with a sign and that's not even been linked with a football club. Yeah. Is that, is that how Speakman works? Or is that just... Like how how do we make contact with these players who, with with, Equar is a good example. There's a lot of um, dissent, I guess, or angry mutterings, should I say, from West Ham fans that they that he's gone. Um, they thought he was he was good enough to potentially be in their first team, um, and uh, yeah, and thrive. So is that. Are we looking for those people, those players that are very unhappy, or what? What? What's the what's the crack there? Are we just approaching anybody and everybody, or are we just looking for people who um want this project that is keeping referenced, but is not? It's not clear what that project actually is. Is it a project Premier League or something? Um, do you think that's what I, we're doing? I actually think we've been scouting these players actually since the summer, to be honest. Oh okay, because to be fair, from from my perspective, apart from like the day or two beforehand, when people are starting to show it on online that they are suddenly to be interested in this player from this club and this player from this club, I was like, yeah, it sounds about right, but I don't I don't believe it until I see it on on our post. Um, yeah, because the way with um. Joe Gailhart, do you not think um, he was actually on our list, say, in the summer? Yeah, because... Um, no, I don't, th I don't think he was. Speaking actually wanted two strikers in the summer. Fair mm -hmm. enough, the Sims didn't come, but um, we were close to getting another one in the summer. I, d I don't think we were close to him, though. I know he said he wanted two strikers, but I don't think he, w he was even in the rumblings in the summertime. Um, he's been on Wigan's radar for a while because obviously he started his career there and they wanted him back because he performed well the first time round. But for him to come to us over Wigan shows you how much more confidence there is in Sunderland and um, us going forward over, well, Wigan's future. Um, I think it's a conversation he had with Tony Mowbray as well, because um, apparently he met with Tony Mowbray before he signed with us. Okay. Yeah, because Mowbray met him for uh, for talks. 
you you've got to remember though, Sunderland is well out of the way of every every other club he's been mentioned with. So the fact that he's he's come to Sunderland to have that conversation shows there's a little bit more of a um let's actually put the cherry on top of the cake and make seal the deal rather than have these players come to our our academy our um officers meet our manager and then say no. You know what I mean? Like we're if you're looking around the three options that he was going to, it was us, Blackburn, and Wigan, right? So he would have went to Wigan, Blackburn at around the same time in the morning. It was uh, Middlesbrough as well. Oh, there you go. And so it's north, northwest and northeast. So he's went to all of them, and we've we've done the deal. Uh, DJ's joined the call as well, so welcome along, DJ. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Well, we've mixed up the format a little bit this time round. We're talking about the transfers first. Um, uh, yeah, um, Akisha says, like I said to Owen earlier on his live stream, I'm absolutely buzzing with the new signings. So, um, in summary, so far, I don't know if you were aware, DJ, we've had Equa, Lil Haji, and Joe Eckhart. Eckhart, yeah. yeah. How many is on loans? I know one. Eckhart's one on loan. The other, two, the other two are full time signings. Oh, when did we sign? Who's, who's the other two we've got? Equa was Monday, Lil Hadji oh, was yeah. earlier today, and Equa yeah, yeah. was sooner, like, um, not sooner, like two hours yes, ago. No, it was two hours ago. Equa was two hours ago. But yeah, he, he was today, and the other one was yesterday. That's what we've done one a day. We're linked from somebody from Nottingham Forest as well, aren't we? That's what Paul said. Uh, I don't know who, though, and I don't... Do you know who, Paul? I've got no idea, but I'll try and search up who it is. Yeah, did you? Do you know who it is, or is it just someone? No, 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 no. I'll tell you if you give us two seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, we're having a bit his, of a. Uh, his name is um Konate. It's spelled K O N A T E. Konate. Is he? Is he well? Is he well? Is he French by any chance? I don't know. Joe's on loan till yesterday season. Both from West Ham. Yeah. Oh. The West Ham, the West Ham players are interesting because what, what was it Equa and no it was Equa who basically said and and pissed off quite a lot of uh, West Ham's in the West Ham fans in the process saying how much he disliked <laughs> Moyes. So I, I've seen that comment. <laughs> it was it was uh, it was what? funny. That, that's a bridge burn now, isn't it? Though, like he's never going what? to go back to West Ham or a Moyes it, team. I think he's already seen it, mate. Something that is from that higher level of a, um, a social media profile, I guess. So one of his players, he'll have on a list and he'll see that straight away, regardless if they stay or go. It's like um, Jack Colback when he left Sunderland. He, he proper burnt every um, potential bridge with us around that. I remember yeah. you saying, didn't he say he he didn't want to be at a club constantly in relegation, and that was his comments on why he went to Newcastle. Mm-hmm. And then he got relegated saying... the next season with him in it. Yeah, yeah that's funny. Did. And now he's at and now he's at Nottingham Forest, who are in a relegation battle. So he he was just he he just burned bridges with every single Sunderland player and Sunderland fan. He was linked with Wigan. <laughs> who callback? Yeah, Col- uh, Wigan actually got a call back. <laughs> oh my god! Well, to be fair, he did used to play for Sunderland, so 
Like, that's pretty much their recruitment policy, isn't it? Anybody at Sunland want to want to go to another team? Wigan's <laughs> Wigan's got to pay your wages, just just not Jack Rodwell. Maybe <laughs> Max Power that'll be contacted in the Sunland players. <laughs> to be fair, Max Power is one of the few Sunland players that have went to Wigan. Him and White, I don't think have burnt bridges. I think we would have them back if they were at the level we expect our players to be at for being ninth in this league. Uh, so. Yeah, transfer rumours. Do you think we've still got gaps, lads? Um, maybe it gets some defenders, but I think maybe a part because I think we're fine in the middle. I think maybe get a few more defenders, and then maybe that's it. The left back, right back, or centre backs? Which, which, where, where, why, when? I'd probably say centre backs. Centre backs. Okay, I think we're stacked with centre backs. We've got Ballard, Bath. Uh, Bailey Wright, I think, might be on the way out. Actually, that's a good. That's another yeah. transfer rumor. Tar, I was say, do you not think it'll be with the situation with Bailey Wright because he was linked with Portsmouth? But called the Portsmouth, they don't actually want him because Port the Portsmouth manager said apparently that looks like Bailey Wright could be staying at Sunderland. I I really rate Bailey Wright as a player. Um, he's, he's good. He's, he's a beast. He's a beast, but he does make mistakes. But everybody makes mistakes. I just think his because he's short, yeah. uh, a bit more clear. Um, because even Messi, Messi makes mistakes, doesn't he? Amph? Even Messi makes mistakes as well. So it's not like don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we have. To. Messi's a robot, man. He 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 can't make a mistake. They're winning League One with him. Um, keeper apparently says deal. Do you think we need a keeper? I don't know, to be honest, with that one. You can you can only have one keeper on a pitch. You can have four defenders. So yeah, I don't. Know. I think if, Pat... I bring... if we get a goalkeeper, bring back Jim John McLaughlin again. Bring him back, John. But no. of course, we'll have Patterson as a main starter. But you know. So it, that's that's a difficult thing with keepers, right? I think we're very clear as a club that Anthony Patterson, we we're putting a lot of faith in him, and he's going to be our player as long as he wants I mean, to be a Sunderland player. There's a uh, good keeper, uh, Freddie Woodman. Is this a joke, or is that his actual name? No, Freddie Woodman. That's his name. Never heard of him. Yeah. Never heard of him. Evening RWA, welcome along. I'm guessing that's he's actually, Rado Tony. He's, he's actually the um, the Preston goalkeeper. Oh, we're not talking the pro Preston. Oh, here we go. <laughs> do you, do you know, do you know, any ideas who that manager is, please? Should I just start putting this in the description? Any mention of Preston oh. will get you muted. <laughs> I don't fucking know, DJ. <laughs> Oh, wait, DJ in the call? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think I have a mute from last stream. The person has hung up. <laughs> oh, shit, that's wrong. <laughs> it's Brad. Welcome along, hey, Brad. Hi, Brad. Right, so um, I think with goalkeepers, it's a difficult one. If you think we need a new goalkeeper, um, seeing you're coming in to compete, that's what Bass is there for. Bass is supposed to be competing with Patterson. But whoever wants to make a keeper move when they're not going to be their number one keeper... Like, if Patterson was injured or something like that, you would go to that club to say, I'm going to be the keeper for that team now. I'm going to be playing 90 minutes week in, week in, week out. 
So I I think we've got a lot of good trust in um it depends if we're looking for a keeper, do you not think um the club might look in the free agent market? But I think we should be looking in in that kind of market if we're looking for people who are gonna be second string to Anthony Patterson. It makes sense to look in the free market for that rather than poaching from a club to put them on the bench. Like, what? what is the point of that? It makes no sense. So I think goalkeeper-wise, we should get rid of Bass before we'll... bringing in somebody else. And then there'd actually be a competition between Patson and whoever comes in. I think with Did Bass you there... Get, you, said get, you said get rid of Bass, didn't you, Am? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd do that. But me, what my dad said to me, no, no, he's... Even though he's not had many games, he could still, you know, because he just had two games in the in two cup games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The... We could still give him time, but yeah, I'd, I'd probably if I had to get rid of one Sunderland player at the minute, it probably would be bad. For me, I think it might be the end of Corey Evans. Um, he's really? obviously yeah, he's been he's been injured. He's, he, so. Yeah, he's been injured. Um, and was it the game or training? I can't remember. I don't think it was the game. Um, Where do you think he'll go? Do you think Corey he'll Evans go to got him? injured um, against Middlesbrough, actually. Uh, there you go. Um, uh, to be fair, mate, I don't think it, uh, he's thirty-two years old. Um, he's a he's an established CDM in league in the Championship in League One. So I think you can go to any team um, from Hull City downward to uh, Forest Green in League One. Um, or he could go back to the, the Northern Irish leagues and just... Um, I, I think it'd be go. interesting with Corey Evans, because like, um, Tony Morby had him at um, Blackburn Rovers. Yeah. Uh, but um, Morby, well, Morby actually was asked uh, on the situation with Corey Evans yesterday, and um, he did say that um, depending on how um, the transfers go, um, Tony Mowbray did say that we might um, look out and see if we can get an experienced um, uh, type of player of, of uh, Corey Evans. Yeah, like we we've got a lot of youth coming in, and that's fantastic. Like uh, my mate said last night, the kids, um, that anybody under the age of twenty five in this league will just run and run and run and run and run. Um, it's the fresh moment. Legs, it? Yeah, it's it's fresher legs. The um the older, more mature players will be that level headed I'll take control of the ball and ping it into a space. Whereas the likes of Lil Hadji, Ekwa, all these new lads coming in, um, they're more likely just bombing up and down the wing to prove that they're dedicated, but yeah. Yeah, I think that's why for now I think Morbid might put Dan Neil in that position. Dan Neil in that position would work, I think. Um, he's he's has starting to shine. Has anybody heard of the players we've signed so far? Then, uh, yeah, the players that we've signed um, are of good caliber, and I think I was comparing this season's signings versus last season's signings, <laughs> and it's oh. it's it's night and day of, of the quality that we're we're getting from. So we've got. Um, Clark Roberts, um, they came from uh, Premier League quality teams. You've got um, internationals coming in in, in Bennett. 
uh, you've got people who've won won the top tier of their divisions in League One um, coming in. You got other Premier League academy players coming in 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 this, and the season before they were coming from the likes of Shrewsbury, Lincoln, Portsmouth. They were coming from teams that were around us, not above us, and I think that is a great indicator of the project. <laughs> So many, so many loans, though. I hope, I hope, I hope we don't get into mm. the habit of getting too many loans because we, you it's know, one you, loan. you can't really. Yeah, I know, I know, but we, we have been getting a lot of loans in the past, haven't we? Yeah, but that's that's a little bit of, of uh, a state of play that we were in in League One. We couldn't afford the three, four millions for players, the two hundred grand a week or whatever. And I think the fact that we've moved towards more younger players. Who are looking to step up their career and increase their worth is a great indicator of what we're actually about to achieve as a club rather than let's cement ourselves in League One and slowly build up. I think we've done a, a, an absolutely amazing return to League One, uh, to the Championship from League One. Um, while nice doing a double bump. Leeds. This lone player from Leeds, you said there's no clause with an option to buy, is that correct, isn't it? Uh, I yeah, don't that's know. correct. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> uh, Man in the world says hope we can get Ellis Sims back. Because when you get to like the player, you think like, oh, you get used to it. Oh, this is class, then he's gone. Yeah, Ellis Sims is a good example of that. Like, Man in the world says hope we can get Ellis Sims back. It took me like eight games to get used to him. Then he got injured, and I was like, oh, he's just a bit soft. And then he came back, and basically he was getting to the level of. Like me liking Ahmad, but who is another lone lone player? Um, but yeah, then then like that, he's been recalled. So I think we need to cut out recall statuses on loans if we can. I'm I'm fifty fifty about it because he's only been gone for three weeks. I'm normally not nostalgic to players that have been to our club before and coming back, but. It's the same season. It doesn't fit. Like I it... think with Sims, for me, I think it depends on Sean Dice what he wants to do with him. It d- massively depends on that because he came back and played one like like seven minutes for Everton, and that was it. He he was there for a four nil defeat, um, and literally had no time to to do anything for the game. So I think he'd want to come back because there's obviously a lot more glory right now with. How Sunderland are playing versus Everton, which is a really bizarre statement considering they're in the Prem. Yeah. Oh, Sergeant came from Tottenham as well, says uh, Jacob. <laughs> yeah, and he's good. I think he's a good player as well, Sergeant. Didn't his case come in? He's got a clause in his contract, Sergeant, actually. What, what? When for? Is it? Is it? Is it this? Is it summer of this year? I think it's a buyback clause. Um, Tottenham's put in his contract, oh. so they actually buy him back off of off us. Uh, what about Clark? Is it? Is he got a same in the same situation as well, or is he? Mm-hmm. Or have we? Have we permanently got Clark? And uh, Clark was a permanent deal. Yeah, Clark was a, a free yeah. year, free year contract, wasn't it? Yeah. He, He's he's probably one of the best players on his day, Clark. Cause he is a really good player on his day. Yeah, man in the world says signing players permanently exudes 
ambition much more than the Lorne signings. I, I don't know, you know, because two secs. I'm just going to um, um two secs. Uh, there you go. The um, Ahmad Diallo is a case in point. He's a Lorne player and he's looking to prove himself at Sunderland and to Manchester United that he's ready for their first team Premier League level quality gameplay, not to be rate like low needs as an overall thing. They're there for a reason. I, like like DJ said a couple of minutes ago, I think relying on low needs is where it becomes dangerous. I'm just pleased um, Manchester United can't actually recall um, a mad, actually. Yeah, he, he can't do it anymore, can he? Because uh, he's played, played 20 games. Yeah, it's, um, it's expired so that they can't, um, they can't actually recall it. So, yeah, like, now for me, if Ahmad steps off the pedal, that is more de detriment to him in his career than if he continues the way he's going. Um, he's scoring in more, more games uh, than most strikers have for us in the last four or five years as well. It's really bizarre. It's like, it's like well, you know, we can't uh, recall Jim Mateti. We can't recall Mateti, why not? No, because like if um, if we recalled him now, uh, that loan with Plymouth would have to end in twenty eight days for him to come back to Sunderland. Okay, and that's gone past that. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Okay. Right. I, I think we've had a really good discussion around um, loanies, <laughs> uh, transfers, ins and outs. Uh, shall we move one on? Player we haven't mentioned. <laughs> Who's that? Diaku has gone on loan. Oh, he's gone out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, yeah. <laughs> I think everybody knew that was on the cards, man. Nobody, nobody really wanted them around. Um, <laughs> as a now no striker, said the other day. <laughs> yeah, man, honestly, as a now no striker, it's embarrassing. Um, so. Maybe he's just above his level, but uh, yeah, we can't. We we're not having him back as an out and out striker for some end. It's a liability. Uh, I can't believe Speakman actually said that. Me like that. Um, Diaku is one of our main strikers. I mean, he is blind, so maybe maybe we're all giving Jacku a little bit of sticky, and maybe it's warranted, right? But. Maybe in the training ground he is as good as Stewart. He puts in the shift on the training ground. Maybe that's what they see in him. Like he can perform, he just can't perform in front of a crowd. Maybe that's his issue. I remember not long after we got Dejaku in the summer of twenty twenty, he got injured, and I think before he got injured, he was pretty good. But I don't think he's the same as what he was. So, because I think he got injured quite a few times, and you know, yeah, that stepped him off. Um, yeah, I know Penny. I know Pennywell Pundit's going to miss Dijaku. Yeah, he's he's going to be uh, he's going to be sorely missed by everybody in the red and white <laughs> stripes. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll ignore that now. <laughs> um, how about the Middlesbrough game? I'll let I'll let everybody have this here on this one. Um, on my screen, you've got Darth first, so who I don't think's interested that much. Do you want to do you want to have a little say on Sunderland Middlesbrough Darth? 
I think that's a game to be fair to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you were pretty dominant last half. Um, I think them going down to ten men really helped. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it gave you a little push that you needed to get the first goal in, and then from there you just kind of it's kind of snowballed and just yeah compiled on uh, their I misery. Said, I said to you after you scored the first one, I was like, if you don't score another one, I'm gonna be disappointed. <laughs> And then he's got the second one. And I was like, "Yeah, there we go." Where, where's the third one now? Come on, come on, I want more. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good game. I think it's a good game. Yeah, as a as a neutral, it was uh, very as clearly. A neutral, it was a good game. Yeah, yeah good. it was. Yeah, you were all over them. Yeah, so Smoggies, listen to that. We were better than you on that day. Okay, that's it. <laughs> DJ, <laughs> DJ, what's your thoughts on the uh, the Sun and Middlesbrough game? You there? Oh, there he is. Sending, <clears throat> sending off on or sending off. I just thought we <clears throat> bossed the game. Um, you know, we Middlesbrough high flying. You know, I even said that I think we'd lose again at that game. But to be fair, to Sunderland, they didn't give Middlesbrough a chance to settle. They, they just, they just didn't. Um, it was a very professional performance all round. Um, and even when they went down. 10 men, I mean, you know, we could have sat, sat back a little bit, but our mental attitude was good. We kept pressing and pressing, and I thought as the game went on, we just became more dominant and dominant, especially the last 15, last 20, 15 minutes. I thought we were superb. We were the better team, mate, yeah. 100% agree. Um, superb is a nice, uh, <laughs> nice descriptor of our performance. Um, Paul, what are your thoughts? You went to the game. Well, first off, to me, that, that wasn't a derby. I know there was a lot of police escort, as, well, especially where um, me and Bowers and uh, Acacia sits on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I actually thought we, we were much better than them. I know they were, I think they were 10th before kickoff, but. Um, Sunderland were 10th. They were 4th. Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough were 4th. I just thought, you know, um, well, coming into the, before the game kicked off, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect, but um, we were all over them. Even, like, from, you know, like, well, from the start of the game, and when it got to half-time, I was like, is Sunderland going to do what they usually do? And just, you know, like, not, uh, not play well second half? But now, uh, all the way through the game, did really well and yeah. they're sending off that was definitely a red card but uh, definitely mm-hmm. not a penalty yeah well, that's how you saw when it pass the ball, when, when someone passed the ball the way they do when they can pass it quick um, and sharp there's no team can handle us if, when we're confident and we're, and we're doing the passing and moving so quick and that Roberts is on, 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 on his game and no, Diallo usually always is, and then you've got Clark and that. There's, there's no team in this division that could practically touch us when we're on form like that. I, I'd hope that's the correct statement, mate. But uh, I think Sunderland are historically one of those teams that win-lose-draw, win-lose-draw, um, at least this season. Um, when we should be beating teams, we, we struggle against them, and the teams that um, should be thrashing us, we perform really, really well. 
two case and point answers on that is your predictions around this game and the Reading game, which I think have been our two one two of our best performances this season when we beat Reading three 0 and obviously the Smogs on the weekend. You were nervous going into those games. Our goal of the season, team goal of the season. I still think that's mm-hmm. my favorite. Like. It's absolutely stunning, but like going into those games, we're nervous because these teams are on paper better than us and have good form. Like Berra going into that game, by the way, were four wins on the bounce, and we just we just upset the apple cart with that one. Um, before you I go into, tell, you could tell their manager was upset with us as well. Like, oh yeah, because we're better than them. <laughs> um, oh, I forgot what his, what his name is Michael Carrick. Carrick, he's a Geordie as well. Oh, that's even fucking better. <laughs> yeah, he's from Wallsend. Yeah. I'm from Wallsend. He's from Wallsend. Oh, God. Right, Jacob, uh, what's your opinions on, on the match itself? Uh, we were the better team in both halves, and I was shocked by Middlesbrough's performance because I thought they were probably going to be a better team. But still, even though we are playing well, at one point... Well, I know DJ said this, that he was worried about Middlesbrough getting a late goal, you know, like us performing so well and then we let a late goal in. But I was just shocked. It, I was wondering where Middlesbrough were. It was just, and we, it shouldn't have been a pen, but it, I do think it was a red, but not not enough to be a pen. And just, yeah, and I'm just glad that we've beaten them because it's been a while since we've beaten them in recent years. So Yeah, it's been a it was 20, good, 2012, um, mate, the last time we beat them. 2012. In, a, in FA Cup at Riverside. Mm-hmm. It's been, it's been, a, been, a, been a while. Um, a bit embarrassing, that, to be honest. We're not beating Middlesbrough since fucking 2011, 2012. To be fair, mate, we have only played them five times since 2012. So because they don't, don't say Tony Walker was in charge of Middlesbrough then, was he? Yeah, he was. Oh, in that oh. game we beat them, Mowbray was the manager for Borough. The last time we beat Middlesbrough at the Stadium of Light, I think Daryl Murphy scored in like the 96th minute or something. Daryl Murphy, wow. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It was at Stadium of Light. It was the last kick. Listen, it was the header, I think it was. Last kick of the game. Well, it wasn't was a kick. Game? You just said it was a header. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a header. Last kick of the game on our Friday night phone-in show on, on a Wednesday. DJ, was that in 2008? That game? Oh, I, can't, I can't remember the exact... I remember I remember listening in the bedroom window, like really cheesed off one one, and then uh, I remember the radio Newcastle went dark. Darren Murphy, last shoot was Darren Murphy the score. I mean, yeah. if anybody can correct me on that. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, madness for the two 0 win. Uh, score predictions for tomorrow. Dom will go on to them just after the um, the the chat around the Middlesbrough game. So. Uh, for me, I want to I want to clarify a couple of things. Uh, it is a derby; it's not a rivalry. I think that's the angle we can see it. Yes, it's a tiny, it's a tease. We are derby. It's a north, it's a northeast derby because we're close in proximity, but they're not our rivals. That's Newcastle. It's as simple as that. So it's not a derby, derby. It's it's a it's a it's a local derby. It's not a rivalry. It's just the same for Sunderland playing Hartlepool or Carlisle than it is or against oh Gateshead, yeah. Than it is against Middlesbrough. It's like, like, it's like Birmingham City versus Walsall, isn't it? 
wouldn't that be the similar thing? It's like Birmingham fans won't really be bothered about Walsall, but they'd still say it's a West Midlands derby. Exactly. It's a, it's a local derby. It's not a derby derby. It's not one that actually has a lot of weight behind it. Like, I'm not going into the start of the season going, when's the Sunderland-Middlesbrough game? I want to get amped up for that. I want to make sure everything's like fucking... I'm keyed up for that. It would be... Their, their fans was actually like that on Saturday. <laughs> oh, that was cringe, man. Did you see the fans? Like, they had the players bus from Sunderland um, driving through, and they had, like, these flares and shit, and they were like, we hear the Mackhams, we hear the Mackhams with with red flares, and they, they do it from their perspective, and it's it, it feels like it's uh, quite hooligan-y. Yeah, well, and then where, from the bus perspective... It's in the ground... <laughs> Yeah. Um, we actually arrived just in time up, 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 because um, Millsbury fans were actually arriving at the same time. Wow. So it would have been uh, a little bit loud. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, um, after the game, me and Bowers uh, went into the city centre. Yeah. The Millsbury fans, please or not, was actually still waiting for the train to get back to Millsbury. Okay. So... Two sex minutes. They were waiting at um, St Peter's Station with the police to yep. get back to to get back to Middlesbrough. That's mental. That's mad, right? Uh, but yeah, the, the, <laughs> I I just don't understand it from their perspective. Like, do they genuinely believe that we're their rivals? Like, I would have thought it would have been somebody like. No, Sheffield. No, can't be Sheffield. Like Rotherham, maybe? Someone down down the M1 rather than Sunderland. It's, it just doesn't feel right. Middlesbrough going now, biggest rivals is Sunderland. just feels weird. Um, well, Bully, generally, they were a championship club. Generally, like before they went to Prem last time, before they were a championship club, and it'd be Hartlepool. I'd say Hartlepool would be a Bigger for them than us, don't you think? Middlesbrough and Hartlepool. I don't know, but I mean, if they're in the same league and they played each other like five seasons in the row, then yeah, I think that might become the the rivalry. But I don't think it is. I know Rotherham and not North East, but it, it it's on the A one M. It's 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 who's Rotherham's rivals? Like nobody really knows. Barnsley, nor cares. Doncaster. You can't. Barnsley and Doncaster. Do you think you Sheffield. could have? Do you think you can have more than one rival then? Because I don't think. Yeah. Really. I believe you can. Yeah, but some might not be as big as others. It's like the West well, Midlands. Every team in the Prem hates Man United. <laughs> I mean, that that's for good reason. <laughs> there's, three, there's three teams in the Merseyside. There's Liverpool, Everton, and Tranmere Rovers. So they're the three main teams in like Merseyside, but. It's like a lot of Yorkshire clubs. It's like even if it's Leeds United versus Doncaster, that's a Yorkshire derby, but it's not a Leeds rivalry. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not, it's not a rivalry. Leeds, you won't get Leeds fans saying, "Oh, Doncaster." They'd be like, "Yeah, we don't like them. It's a Yorkshire derby, but it's not. It won't be as big as Leeds versus Huddersfield." You know? Do you know what that reminds me of, though, mate? Southend United. Southend absolutely hit West Ham, but West Ham could not give a flying fuck about Southend. It's just insignificant. They're quite far away from each other. No, but it's it's like it's the Essex area, isn't it? Like Southend's closer to West Ham than it is to Norwich, which is bizarre. 
But um, yeah, rivalries and derbies are not the same thing. So if somebody says to you it's a derby, yes, it is a derby, but it's not a rivalry. Okay, done, settled. That's 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 my perspective. Done. <laughs> um, Don Cancelo, they are southerners. Don Cancelo, I've heard it's a cracking away day. What does that mean? Are you talking to? Are you talking, you're talking to? Oh, What's Don Cancelo? I'm missing the. <laughs> Welcome along, Don. Um, so uh, the incident for the red card and the penalty. The, uh, for me, it is definitely a red card. He holds him on. He holds on to him for about ten, fifteen yards of running, and then pulls him back. It is the clearest cut, last man oh, red card. I've, yeah, he pulls him. Yeah, yeah, he pulls him like. Dirty bastard. Yeah, so it's um, it's definitely a red card. Whether the incident flows into the box, which is why a penalty was given, that's up for debate because the last point of contact is on the 18-yard line. It's literally on the paint, and Stewart falls into the penalty box, right? So the first point of contact, where the foul is actually committed, is probably like 28, 30 yards out. But he holds on to him that long. He should have let go sooner, and then it would have been a free kick. It was still gonna. He was still gonna get red carded regardless of what he did, and that's why his appeal was rejected. Every smoggy. It's not a soft. It's not a soft red card. It's a clear cut red card. So simmer down. Um, the penalty. Yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's just a one game ban for them. Yeah, it, it's 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 a holding. It's not like um, violent conduct. It's not um, anything malicious it's a one game ban so just move on <laughs> um the penalty decision we didn't score directly from the penalty we scored from the the parry from the keeper into the open net so we do get a goal from it um and i think we deserved it at that point it was just rewarding us for the good work that we'd done up to that 50 minute mark first half of the game we were solid we were unlucky not to get goals um and yeah, I, I was worried at half time, thinking, is that our good half of the game? Because we usually, um, especially over the last like three, four months, have one good half and one shit half in every single game. And the, the starter of that um, mentality was that Burnley game where we had a fantastic first half and then collapsed in the second. And then since then, it seemed to be a, a good trend that we had. So I'm glad that we went from that and played the second half even better than we did in the first. Um, I'm just pleased Mowbray actually played some players that actually played for them. You know, like Danny Bath played for Middlesbrough. Mm -hmm. Patrick Roberts played for Middlesbrough. Uh, they now wear the Sunland show, mate, and they wear it well. They, they wear it with pride. And that's, for me, I don't think where the players have come from matters anymore for Sunland. It's where they're at now. Um, Which is, I think, again, is the project. <laughs> <laughs> that we've got we want players who are driven and want to play for us um yeah, well, it is. i feel so for Morbury because Morbury's son apparently is a middlesbrough fan well so can, you, can you imagine the conversation when he went home yeah but like having having um parents who are professionals at the top tier of english football or the top tiers should i say um you've got to take that with a pinch of salt his dad's done his job his, his son's obviously disappointed that his dad's done his job on that day, but um, it keeps him in his nice, cosy little house. So, 
Wait, he's got to respect it a little bit. Um, and yeah, the Amadiolo goal melee as well. What a what a stunning piece of work from Sunderland that was. Uh, some one-touch passing into the box. He cuts inside and then curls it front post. The keeper was looking like he was going to try and dive, but dive the completely opposite way, so he just ends up rooted going, fuck, <laughs> it's gone past him. Like, the Amadiolo goal, I think, in this match gets overlooked a lot more because of the red card incident. But if you if you take the goal um, in isolation, the Amadiolo goal... You you just realise how good that actually was, um, and it it's it's no wonder why he won Player of the Month for the Championship last month if he's still doing that week in week out. Um, yeah, he picked up the trophy today actually for it. Mm. What was the match? What was the match where there was a loose? There was someone's tooth got knocked out and it ended up on the pitch on the grass. Aww. that was um, Brown for it was an Orange team. It was a Blackpool. No, Luton. It's DJ's oh. soft spot second team. I'm not going to say who they are. It's Preston. I've got to. He never found the tooth, did he? <laughs> it's still on the cinema, uh, cinema like pitch somewhere. <laughs> it's... Oh, it'd, be, it'd have been more funny if it, that exact moment happened at two thirty. Not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> All right, I'm going to get I'm going to get caught up on the chat because I don't like to miss people out on the chat. Um, so Acacia's correctly identified that um, Rotherham is on the M1, not the A1M. My bad, but it's it's on my route north, so I, I pass it all the time. Don, my dad is a West Ham fan from Putney, hates Spurs and Millwall, but he couldn't give a shit about South End though, could he, Don? Uh, and Mizzou no. says, um, he's buzzing about our new signings and I finally feel like we're doing something and not settling with what we have and um, with players that were good. I really I really like our project. I'm, every time every time I want to say project, I'm putting it in air quotes because I haven't seen what our project is. Um... <laughs> Just one speak then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just in in Speakman, we trust. Like the fact that we've got players coming in to feed into what we're already doing. We're, we're ninth as a promoted team after twenty eight games. Um, it, it's pretty much unheard of in recent history. It's very rare that teams come from League One and finish anywhere near the top half. Um, I think the last time a team did that was two thousand twelve. Um, or was it Sheffield United a couple of seasons ago? It feels like it's it's been a while since teams do that when they come up from the league. They come up, try to settle, then build on the next season or the season after, which is what I think our plan would have been. Uh, but, uh, yeah, would you have snatched anybody's hands off if they told you you're going to be ninth within three points of being third at game 30 mark? At the start Definitely. of the season. Definitely. At the start of the season. Anybody that said that to me, I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, I'd, I'd rather be in the playoffs. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> but I, I keep I keep soft chanting it. At least we're not Wigan. 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 <laughs> At least we've got a manager. <laughs> yeah. Um... Oh, speaking of manager changes, what do you reckon to um, 
Colotori. No, not Colotori. Blackpool. Blackpool changing their manager recently to Mick McCarthy. Well, didn't you point out, Alf, he's usually helped teams survive, haven't he? Mm-hmm. So he could do the same for Blackpool. With with that in mind, though, you've got to look at the bottom three in the table. Blackpool are pretty much cemented, but Blackpool have one game in hand on um, Cardiff, who are three points ahead. So they could go ahead on... They have to win 3-0 and then they'll leapfrog Cardiff on goal difference. But Huddersfield have got two games in hand on both of them, so they need to win both of them and they would all automatically be out of the bottom three. It's... Rotherham, Cardiff, Huddersfield, Blackpool that I think are going to flip flip over each other a lot. I think Stoke is the mid-table bracket like going up. They're on 33 points. I know there's only one point between Birmingham and Stoke, but I think Stoke are that upper bracket of where teams could get to. Um, you know, I think Mick mm. McCarthy could keep Blackpool up because I know um, Cardiff has just got a new manager now. Well, well, what we know about Blackpool is when they play teams like us, they know how to defend. They have got decent defenders and they can put in a park-the-bus performance. It's like they, they, It was nil-nil and 1-1 against them this season, right? So yeah, well. if, if, if Mick McCarthy knows that they are capable of getting points, at least against big boys, by defending, it's working on the counter-attacking game and defending resolutely. That's where I think they've fucked up against teams that are around them, like Birmingham, like Bristol, like Hull. It's it's those games where they're losing like two, three nil, and um, I think he could do a really good job with them. It's just, do you think well, Blackpool? Blackpool used to get a lot of red cards as well under Michael Appleton. Appleton, his style of football, I don't think is clear. It was just like, what should we do this week? Rather than this is the philosophy, and I think Mick McCarthy has this is this is our philosophy. Some weeks it won't work, but most weeks it will, um, and that will potentially rescue Blackpool. So, do you think Cardiff are going to go there, or do you think Rotherham? Do you think the two promoted teams from last season are going to be in that relegation battle? Hmm. I don't know because, uh, like, Acacia's just put in the charts. Um, I think Rotherham Rotherham's will do a really. Rotherham's just got some new signings in, haven't they? So... Two sacks. I want to just turn that down, sorry. Um, I think Rotherham will do really well this season, hopefully. I I kind of think that Wigan's, Wigan's season's dead now. They've, they've chopped and changed their manager twice already. There's something clearly wrong there. Um, and they'll go back down to League One. They might win it straight away, but I doubt it. They'll probably have a couple of seasons back down. Um and in case she says it was 2015 for us players to League One to the Championship then to the Premier League so they when we when they were going up we were going down um you're welcome <laughs> but the oh sorry um Man City's just hit the post from about 20 yards out <laughs> so just watching the uh the other game at the same time um oh it's in Aki has scored. <laughs> Sorry, FA Cup, Nathan Ake has just scored against um, Arsenal. I've seen it. What a shot. He's a perfectly finessed goal in the bottom right corner. Right. Um, League One. 
situation with or the bottom half of this table. I'm just glad that Sunderland are nowhere near that discussion at the minute. Yeah, uh, so I, I said at the start of the season, roughly 45 points will see you safe. And you've got to think, if it is that 45 point is the magic marker for Sunderland, we would have to lose pretty much all bar two of our games for the rest of the season to end up on just 45 points. So... <laughs> um, I, I think we're we're well safe. I think we're mathematically we're not mathematically safe because I don't think anybody is yet. I think Burnley could, in theory, go get relegated still. Um, it's very unlikely with their eight game winning streak. Um, but yeah, uh, that aside, league league aside, there's not many league games this weekend. So this our position, I think, could be. 10th when we start our game against Millwall but they would also uh, they could climb up to 3rd when we play them. Do you think that Millwall-Sullen game is going to be very similar to the Middlesbrough game or do you think it's going to be more like the Norwich games or the, the Sheffield United games that we played? A bit more cagey? I think mixed maybe a bit. It could be in a game of two halves where we could be struggling in first half and then second half we're we're at them. So and it the den is a tough place, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. you know, but uh, I think I can I can see us maybe getting a win maybe there. So there's a there's a lot of time between now and that first championship game or our next championship game, should I say. And oh, yeah. these new signings. Because um Joe Gellhart could um get his debut against Millwall. Exactly. That's my that's my point there, mate. A lot of these new signings could get their first game in just a week and a half time. Here, guys. What's oh. that? Um, Von Ross Stewart talks of being extremely progressive within the last fortnight with SAFC. The 26-year-old is satisfied with the club's vision and is set to become an integral part of moving forward with a long-term contract close to agreement. When was that released? That is a really good positive statement. I like it. That's just just now, just now, just now. Wow! Breaking news on the on the air. Breaking news. <laughs> That's come from the Preston Post, apparently. He's on his phone. Oh. Uh... No, no, seriously, it's true. I'm, I'm not joking. It's, yeah. it's, it's all good for the northeast. Even better when all three are in the top league. So wasn't that 2007 and eight when Sunderland, Middlesbrough, and Newcastle were in the Premier League together? Right, um, we'll move on now to the FA Cup game this weekend because I think two weeks ahead is a bit too much to predict Um, but we could get Sands play for us against Fulham Um, but I do think the new lads will take a little bit longer to come in So, Fulham game Chances of us winning that, lads? I mean, you never know because Fulham could put a second team out but at the same time they've got nothing to lose in the Prem they've got they've not got to worry about relegation but they've not got to have that pressure of all oh, being in that like top five area so you know that's where I worry a bit but they still might want to focus more on the Premier League so I agree with that too much if they put a second team out and we get a surprise win so on that one, mate, I'll add a couple of points and I'll ask Paul his. 
So the game that they beat Hull in, they put out a second string team. They beat them 2-0. Um, if it's that same team, I, I believe we should be able to beat that second string Fulham team. Um, the stadium is also going to be just shy of 6,000 Sunderland fans there out of their 22,500 capacity, which means about a quarter of the stadium is going to be Mackham's. Um, and apparently Geisha is going to be there. <laughs> so, um, their fans are well known for being dead, aren't the Fulham fans? They're not very... Uh, it depends. If, if if it's an FA Cup game, it's on a Saturday, um, you, you never know. It, it, if, if they turn up in the first half an hour, it could be one of those games where it's like proper, like a, a proper battle and a good good so match. Happy I've heard they're happy clappers, Fulham fans. I've heard... Like, yeah, mm. Craven Cottage is known for being a bit of a library. Well, Stan, Stan mm. Collymore on, on um, Talk Sport today um, predicted that he thinks uh, Sunderland can go and get a result. We, we can get a go, go and get a result if it is that second string team. Um, I think, also, sorry, there's the fact that Fulham is so high in the Premier League right now that they could be pushing for European Europa League places come the end of the season. So. I think they have got line. an eye towards that Premier League focus, like Jacob mentioned. Yeah, but at the same time, they might not. They might just want to aim for just outside the. Um, you you know where you're up, where teams at. Why why would Europe. why would you ever do that? Do you think Sunderland right now are aiming for the playoffs, or do you think they're aiming for just outside? It doesn't that doesn't make a lot of sense? Why would you aim for just outside? They might end up just outside. I don't think you probably ever are aiming for playoffs, something, but it, I don't think it's going to happen. Even though I'd love to see it, mm-hmm. but but especially for our first season, we've got to be proud of that, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Finishing just outside the playoffs in your first season back in Championship. It's tighter than my belt after I've been to a Harvester. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sat. I'm still glad we don't have to put up with horrible League One. It just really pissed me off. Yeah, better away days this season. Better away days. It's uh, luckily I think that's an era in the past for us now. Paul, what what's your thoughts about um Sunland Fulham? I know you've gone over it a couple of times on another podcast. <laughs> but um have they have to they honest, changed? I, I, for me, I think we've got a good um I think we're doing well there. You know, we've actually got a good record actually at um Craven Cottage as well. Mm-hmm. When was the last? I, can't, I haven't. I haven't seen the form against Fulham, but when you say we've got a good record, what what do you mean? Cause I don't think we played them since we went down to League One, have we? No, last time we played them away was twenty eighteen, twenty seventh of April. We lost two one. It was that our championship season where we were terrible. Yeah, but we played them in a FA Cup before away, and that was twenty fifteen February. We won three one. So even so when we were, uh, to be fair, it's, it's really unfair to like historic. It's really unfair to historically compare what we did five six years ago against them five six years ago, because the entire squad has changed. Barland and Gooch since that time, for us at least, and I dare say not. Yeah. Is Mitrovic? Mitrovic was there then, I believe. Well, speaking of that FA Cup game, the, the other FA Cup game we beat. I mean, guess who was on the bench for Fulham that day? We beat when we beat him three one in twenty fifteen. I I don't know Jack Colbert. Robert. Robert. Oh, no. Patrick Robert's Roberts. Who was on the bench for yeah. them? He yeah, was, he was a Fulham player. There we go. 
that come full circle, isn't it? Let's beat them. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's weird, isn't it? It is proper weird, but like we we could potentially have that a lot next season. We'd be like, well, Equar, if if West Ham get relegated, um, Equar used to be a West Ham player. Now he's playing against them. We've, we've got, <laughs> we had that on the weekend. Duncan Watmore came on in the like eighty third minute, and he was like, he used to play for us. Maybe he's going to be I really good. As well, um, yeah, he, I didn't he was never going to score, mate. He, he's never no. been. He's never been in. Like he only really scores from corners. Weird. And I don't, I don't think West Ham are going down. Amph. I can't. No, I don't. I think they'll survive. It's probably going to be yeah. Southampton. Yeah, but like we we could be in that same situation where we're looking at players that are from teams that we've already recruited. But I do think it's a little bit strange to compare like our Sunderland twenty eighteen squad to our current one against yeah. Fulham. So rec- recency goes out the window. I think it was more yeah. okay when you were doing like Portsmouth against Portsmouth the season before and Port like that that kind of oh we like Charlton we beat them and then they went up and they came down and then when they came down they were dog shit like <laughs> it's uh yeah it, teams change and I think we're on the ascendancy so I think Fulham being as high as they are is going to be a tough tough about but it is winnable ultimately i mean before there used to be a bit of a yo-yo club didn't the fulham up down up down up down so, so did we mate um yeah. dj what are your thoughts fulham game is he there i'm here yeah what's your thoughts on the fulham game coming up yeah i do fa- i do fancy sons like to get a 2 nil win I do think um, we haven't got anything to lose. <clears throat> Get out there and enjoy the game. As you said, Fulham's concentrating on flying high in the Premier League and I think they'd be focused on that rather than the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going for 2-0 Sunderland. If, if, the, if, the, if they lose, then you know there's, there's no loss, is there really? And to be fair, mate, there's going to be no love loss between the two teams either. So... Uh, yeah, no. just, just just go out all all guns blazing. As the neutral here, Dov, and you've seen Fulham play against Liverpool this season. What are your thoughts? Oh, <laughs> don't, 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 <laughs> Stop doing the Gary Bennett. Honestly, go for it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough match. Um, I think if you play how he did. Against Middlesbrough, I yeah. think you could. I think you could pull a win. I reckon you could pull a win. Maybe it'll be like a one 0 win if you do win, but I, I think it's going to be a tough game for you. I won't lie. Yeah, and um, I I do think it will be a tough game, regardless of who our opponents are going to be in the next rounds. There's no easy team in the fourth round of the FA Cup. It's just not. Um. So yeah, it, it's going to be fun. Um, it is going to mark the 50th year anniversary since the last time Sunderland won the uh, FA Cup as well. So Yeah, it will do, actually. So there's that to bear in mind. It might be a good omen. It might just mean absolutely nothing come the end of the Fulham match. But... Um, 70, well, the Cups we won mm-hmm. before 1973. The last time we won the Cup before 73 was 1937. Yeah. And then we won it in 73. Look at it now. 23. Could that be an omen? The three at the end. I mean, 
<laughs> well, we could say that about 2037 as well. And then... Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, um, it's, tele it's, it's the, the, the prize money is not there. Basically, you split half the gate, which is why I think they're letting more Sunderland fans in this Fulham match, because half the attendance is Sunderland fans, and therefore we're pay our fans are paying for half the profit on that. And um, the television rights. So if it get if it gets sold to Sky, BT, uh, BBC, BT, ITV, ESPN, wherever, they get the half of that as well. So the further you get, the more money you get. But it depends on mainly ticket sales. So they Fulham would have wanted that the stadium light rather than us us away because they were getting more money for it. But TV rights as well. So. The further we get, the more money we get because we get more ticket sales. In a way, mm -hmm. in a way, I'm to Craven Cottage because of all because we we haven't got VAR at the stadium of like we haven't got what? Sorry, the LVAR. Yeah, we haven't got that at the stadium of like, so I'm pleased to win. I find that bizarre. Like we went down like this two seasons before VAR was like mandatory in the Prem, so we've got goal line technology, but not VAR. Um. Brad is saying 3-1 to Sunderland. I'm going to say, like I said against Middlesbrough, a cheeky 1-0 win. Um, we'll, go, we'll go through through predictions. Uh, Dov, you said we could, but what do you think it's actually going to be? Um, come back to me. I'm th I'll okay. think about it. <laughs> DJ, DJ, what are you saying it's going to be? Um, the Fulham game. Yeah. 2-0 Sunderland. <clears throat> there we go. I like it. Paul? Uh, 3-0 I'm going to say To who? 3-0 <laughs> uh, to Sunderland I'm going to say Ahmad Ron Stewart And Fuck <laughs> Patrick Roberts Roberts, okay, okay Naming the scorers as well, I like it Jacob 2-1 Sunderland Stewart and Ahmad to score Safe bet, like I said, 1 0 Sunderland. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to go with uh, Christian Speakman to make another signing before then. <laughs> Which is actually uh, a sign, and it's uh, 3 o'clock. Uh, <laughs> 2.57 from the Fulham Academy. I <laughs> see <laughs> so his dad at Fulham be signing in the morning. <laughs> you just stole Acacia's prediction. Uh, and, Darf, what are you going for? Uh, I believe I'll go for I'll go for a one nil Sunderland. Yeah, I I think that's m most realistic. It's gonna be a snatch and grab if we win, and let fingers crossed. Uh, I'll I'll wrap up the stream there. It's been over an hour. I apologise if you're watching or listening back on any streaming podcasting services. Wonder the ref tomorrow is Michael Sealsbury. As I said, free knowledge chat. Well, apart from ring the bell, that Paul. That name rings a bell. I swear I've heard that name before. What name? Michael Salisbury referee. Was he the referee at the playoff final? Uh, Second leg, I think. Wigan 4-1 against some... Uh, Wigan. And Wigan. There you go. Um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up there, lads. Um, so, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from Garth, DJ, Paul and Jacob. Oh. Bye. 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 Catch you next week.